Hallelujah. Turn with me over to Malachi chapter 4. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. And we'll just start off with this. We're going to talk about one of the miracles of Jesus. But I just wanted to point this out to you in Malachi chapter 4 verse 2. Hallelujah. I like this scripture. Hallelujah. Uh, a lot. Uh, but unto you, Malachi 4 2, but unto you that fear my name shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves of the stall. Hallelujah. This is a wonderful scripture, and there's a lot in it. Uh, praise God. It talks about. Thank you, Jesus. There's healing in his wings, our, our beams. Hallelujah. Praise God. These are our wings, and we have healing in our hands, too. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And uh, it says, uh, and, and you know, this, has, uh, this, ta this is talking about little baby calves and how they, are, they frisk around, how they bounce around, and they're, praise God, they're, they're healthy, they're, they're young, they're full of vigor and strength, and, and uh, hallelujah, that's why God wants to heal us. He wants to put us in that spot. He wants us to be there in divine health, where we're like little calves out of the stall. We're just kicking up our heels. We have so much uh, vigor and strength and youth. But the thing I wanted to point out to you tonight, of course, it says the Son of Righteousness, and uh, we know it's talking about Jesus, but it spells son here, S-U-N, and that's correct. And that's, the sun represents light. And hallelujah, we get health and healing when we get in the light. And when we have the light of God's word uh, inside of us, hallelujah, when the light comes on, hallelujah, well, praise God. Uh, but another thing I wanted to point out from this scripture to you, that he likens healing as, as to uh, the sun rising, as to sunshine, and the sunshine is for everyone. It is for everyone everywhere, and healing is available to everyone everywhere. It's not something, it's something that God made available to everyone, just like he did the sunshine. Amen? It's not, well, those that can get over here to this special meeting. No, the sunshine is available, and the healing power of God is available to everyone. Amen? So that's something to be excited about. So it's available to us tonight. Now, in the New Testament, hallelujah, praise God, uh, in the Gospels, there are 19 cases, individual cases of healing in Jesus' ministry. And uh, in every uh, case... It took faith to be healed. Now some will say that different to you, but I'm telling you, if you examine these scriptures, you will find that it's not just the cases where Jesus said, your faith has made you whole, or I've not found so great faith in all of Israel. And we know when he said that, that faith was there. But if you look carefully at every one of these individual cases of healing, you will find that the people got their healing because they were in faith. Now sometimes it doesn't say anything about faith, but it says things like, they came. To hear. They came beseeching him greatly. They came to him. And so coming is an is, is a sign of faith. Hallelujah. So in these these gospels where healing is talked about, uh, you can either see healing by what they did, their actions, or you can or you can hear by what they say. We know the woman with the issue of blood, which we're not gonna talk about her tonight, but she said, uh, uh, if, if I may only touch but the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. That's faith right there. So praise God. If Jesus even hadn't said faith, we'd know. That's faith. I recognize faith. You can recognize and see it. Um, uh, no one is saved without faith. Everybody in here would agree that you cannot get saved without faith. Well, I'm going to tell you it takes faith to be healed. Everything. The Bible says that so that the promises of God might be sure to all the seed. It says this in Romans chapter 4. It's so that the promises of God might be sure to all the seed. So in other words, so that everybody could have it, God made the promises of God accessible through faith. Otherwise, 
God is playing heaven, some sort of heavenly bingo where, you know, okay, I think I'll just give this one a healing just on, on a, no. And, and sometimes I will admit that their faith was very uh, young or immature or not, not totally complete. But, but when we step towards God with faith, He always meets us. Amen? Hallelujah. And sometimes Jesus had to talk to the people and He had to to kind of rearrange their thinking. And sometimes he would ask them a question in order because they were believing something, but they weren't believing exactly right, so he would ask them a question. Hallelujah. In order to just get that adjustment in faith so that they could get the manifestation of their healing. Hallelujah. So when people move towards God in faith, he moves towards them. I think many times that people miss, though, when God moves towards them. He, they will move to, maybe they get a diagnosis from a doctor, and they will move toward God in faith, trying to believe Him for healing. And, the, and, and because they have not been taught, they really don't know how to do that. They may be like the man we studied last week. They may believe that He can, but they don't know if He will which we found out he will. And so they move towards God with their faith. They pray some sort of a prayer. And so God responds because their faith is not quite right by maybe having a labor to cross their path and say, come go to church with me. Our church believes in healing. And a lot of times they miss that door of opportunity where they could, where they could get their healing manifested because, you know, there's prejudice of some sort. There's, a, there's prejudice against maybe going to a Pentecostal church. You know, there's prejudices out there. I'm finding it more and more. There's more and more I'm being made aware that there's prejudices people have. And sometimes, so God moves toward them. Maybe he does it through a TV program on the TV, you know, through a Christian program where someone's teaching on healing. And because it doesn't come in the right wrapper, maybe, you know, oh, it might have been a woman preacher. God forbid. Hallelujah. Now that, you know, that'll get some. That could disconnect half the county right there. You know, praise God. But anyway, God always moves toward them. When you go towards God in faith, He moves towards you trying to get you the answer. I know that because in my own life, I know back in 1975, six, six, no, five, I quit work because I was pregnant. And I start, and we weren't filled with spirits. See, we're Baptists, and we start, and so I, I quit work, so I'm home, and I start watching PTL on the TV. Hallelujah! That's the first, I, and I heard Oral Roberts for the very first time. Never had heard him before, and heard him talk about seed faith. So I, I never had sown a seed, not one time in my whole life. And I'm, what, you know, it's 19. I'm 23 years old, and had never sown a seed. And so I so. Um, $15. Now, you know, and you get God's attention. See, I'm moving towards Him. And so they had sent me a little form. You know, when you sow, you're going to get something back from them. And they said, can we pray anything for you? So I said, well, I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. See, I'm moving toward God, but I don't know how. Hallelujah. So then he, they send me a book. They, they respond and send a book. Well, I didn't read it. Hallelujah. No, but you know, God's moving back towards me. And so, hallelujah. And um, I think because of the call on our lives that um, just really shortly after this, God moved my grandparents all the way from Abilene, Texas, or right outside of Abilene, to Seagraves for no apparent reason, really, because my dad had lived in Seagraves where we lived, but he had just moved and got a new banking job over in Nocona, Texas, which is over north of Fort Worth. And so he had uh, uh, moved. And so why would they move there? But God had this all arranged. My grandmother was baptized in the Holy Ghost. So God started moving towards us. But, you know, we had to do some responding too. Hallelujah. And so, you know, my grandmother started going to crazy meetings. So I started kind of going with her. My pastor wouldn't go. 
He, he, said, I'm, he actually said, I'm going to send my missionary and you tell me what it was like. But then he started going too, you know. We, but anyway, I, my point is, you start moving towards God. You take a step of faith, no matter how immature. You really don't know what you're doing, but, but, but you're moving towards him. He's going to move towards you. It's important that you don't miss, though, how he moves towards you. Amen? So are you all catching on to that? Hallelujah. So... Um, Praise God. The good news is, is these all these 19 examples of healing, they received healing on their faith. The good news is you can always receive on your faith. I can always receive on my faith. We can receive our healing on our faith. Amen. Uh, so uh, turn to Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and let's look at some of those scriptures just for a minute. Hallelujah. That show us that we can receive our healing with our faith. Ephesians 2.8, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Hallelujah. So it says here that we get saved uh, by grace, but we get saved through faith. But even that, it says, is not of ourselves. We can never get to heaven and say, Well, I got saved because I had such great faith. No, because it says it's not of yourselves. That faith was a gift from, to you also. God's grace gave you a gift of faith. In fact, in Romans 10, 17, it says it's been to every man's been dealt the measure of faith. And so that faith was, you, you, got, you received a measure of faith, hallelujah, as just as a man. Every man, woman, boy, and girl will be without excuse if they go to hell because they were given the measure of faith specifically to believe there was a creator. You have to work hard not to believe there was a creator. Amen. In fact, you have to be brainwashed. Hallelujah. And you have to, you have to ignore a lot of stuff. And you, it takes more faith to believe that from swamp gas, you know, that, that, that the human body, as perfect as it is, and how everything meshes and functions, and how children are conceived and born, and, and all, all of that takes more, to believe, more faith to believe that you could do that from swamp gas or some kind of big explosion than it does to believe that a creator, that there was a divine plan. Amen. And so at the, at, at, when you were born again, you were given the measure of faith. Hallelujah. When you were born again, you were given another kind of faith, and that's in Mark eleven twenty two. You were given the measure of faith just to believe that there was a creator. And if you look this up in the court, concordance, these words, it bears that out. Uh, Mark eleven twenty two says, And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. Or in my margin it says, Have the faith of God. Or some versions say, Have the God kind of faith. Hallelujah. Well, he was actually talking to Old Testament men, Old Covenant men, I should say, Old Covenant men, and they could not have this kind of faith. But he was talking to them about something that was coming, about in the new birth. And in the new birth, you were given. The Bible says that, uh, that the love of God was shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. Then it says in Galatians that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, and faith. And some people say, well, that's just faithfulness. No, it's faith. The fruit of the Spirit. So in your spirit, when you were born again, not only did you get love, which is born out in Romans, but you received faith. Hallelujah. What kind of faith did you get? Well, you got the God kind of faith. Amen? So you have faith to operate on. So you don't have to ever worry of, well, you get your healing, or can you? do you have enough faith to be healed? I'll tell you right now, you do have enough faith to be healed. Now, this was set me free when I learned this because I was one of those that was always trying to get more faith in order to get healed. Didn't know I already had enough because that I had the God kind of faith. Hallelujah. On the inside of me. Hallelujah. Pray. Turn over to Galatians 2.20. Thank you, Jesus. This is such an important scripture, but it, it talks about along these same lines. You need to have this scripture marked in your Bible and know this. I am crucified with Christ. That's talking about your, your old man. Your old man at the new birth got crucified. God killed him. Did away with him. 
Amen. So you'll hear people say, I recently was reading a Christian book. And you know, it. now we don't have to throw everything out just because we learned something. You know, because there were still good points that were made in that book. But it talked about the uh, Adamic nature that we have. Well, no, I don't, I don't have one. God killed mine. Hallelujah. Praise God. But, some, but you know, I still have... Uh, Things that were learned in the flesh that still try to crop up. But not I don't have that Adamic nature. Hallelujah. And I'm not to act like I do or say I do. The Bible says I'm to consider myself dead to sin. I'm not to say, oh, you know, we just all sin. And, and you know, we have a sin nature and it tries to raise. No, I'm supposed to consider myself dead to sin. I'm not supposed to act like I have it. And, and this will really affect you where healing is concerned. It really will. No, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. That's the anointing. That's not Jesus. That's not talking about Jesus. Christ is not Jesus' name. Jesus is his name. Christ is his title. Christ, Christ is the anointed one in his anointing. It's the anointing. The anointing liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith that I got from reading the word. No, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So this is not something, so you, uh, hallelujah, praise God. Turn over to Romans 10, 17. Thank you, Jesus. Now, these things are important because they really, they really build us up. And I know I, was, uh, I had had symptoms in my body for five years. And I was in the Word night and day. That's all I studied. I didn't study nothing else but healing. I went to bed listening to healing tapes. I listened to healing tapes during the day. I was confessing scriptures all day, every day. And I wasn't getting my healing manifested. And when I found these things out, that I already had the faith of the Son of God, and when I, when I begin to find these truths out, then praise God, I made the faith connection and got healed and haven't had those symptoms. Praise God. Uh, Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Well, now for years we've quoted that. So if you quote that like that and if you believe that like that and you believe like well I got to get more word I got to get more word so I can get more faith I got to get more word so I can get more faith and I got to get more word so I can get more faith and because faith is coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God but that we never noticed that word cometh was in italics and that means it's not in the original Greek and just so just to check it out just to make double sure I went to Strong's and sure enough on that word cometh it had the numbers 9999 when that when when you look in the Strong's and it has 9999 over it that means does not exist that's not in the so the translators added that for clarity but it didn't bring clarity in this case it brought it, it brought misunderstanding and because the truth is, you've already got the faith of the Son of God, but faith, faith, but so then, so then faith by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Faith arises, hallelujah. Faith is activated by hearing, or faith is inspired, but it doesn't come into being by hallelujah. It's just inspired when you hear the Word. Your faith is inspired, your faith is acted, faith awakens. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. So now we can do something because now we know we've got faith. Not only can we do something in our own lives, but we can do something to help others. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Turn to 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. We're going to get to this miracle here in a minute. Thank you, Jesus. I'm giving you some filler, I guess. <laughs> no, no, hallelujah. I mean, we've got to study these. Well, you have to study these from this perspective. 1 Thessalonians 3, verse 10. Night and day praying exceedingly. Now Paul's talking here. Night and day praying exceedingly that we might see your face and might perfect that which is lacking in your faith. So this would, if you read this scripture and you don't study it out, you might say, well, there's a part missing to my faith. There's a missing part. No, your faith is complete. You are, the Bible says you are complete in him. You don't have a missing part to your faith. If you look this word up, that word in, if you look this up in the um, lacking, in the dictionary, the, the, actually the interlinear dictionary, Greek interlinear dictionary, that which is lacking in your faith, it actually says that which is behind. 
So there's not a missing part. Your faith might be behind in some area. Hadn't been activated. Hadn't been awakened in some area. Your faith, you're behind in your faith. And then it says, perfect, there that I might perfect, adjust. So it really should read, and that I might adjust that which is behind in your faith. I'm coming to make an adjustment. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do you see what, do you see that, that, that puts a little different light in it? Now, in, as we study these, uh, these uh, miracles in the Gospels, we need to know this. Because sometimes we think, oh, if Jesus, if only, if only I, if only I was there then and only that. But we are in better shape than these people who got healed in the Gospels. We're in far better shape than they are. In Hebrews chapter 8, verse 6, hallelujah. Let's look and see how much better shape we're in. In Hebrews 8, 6, it says, But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, talking about Jesus, by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant. Say better covenant. covenant. This is talking about this new covenant is better than the old covenant. So any promise you find in the old covenant, covenant, you have a better covenant. And it is based on, it says, have a better covenant which was established upon better promises. Better promises. So when we find Old Testament healing scriptures, we have better promises than those. Amen? Better covenant. We're in better shape than they were. Hallelujah. We have a better covenant and we have better promises. Hallelujah. That's a good, that's a good thing to know. 2 Corinthians 5.17. You know this scripture. But to just review, to just, to, to just see how much better off we are. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. We're new creatures. They weren't new creatures. Hallelujah. They were going to God and they had to, it was, hallelujah. They were at a disadvantage. We're new creations. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. We're better off. Say, I'm better off. Thank you, Lord. Now, Romans chapter 12. And you know, sometimes, oh, don't you just admire Daniel and Moses? And certainly we admire them. And you know, they were ahead of their time. But you know, we're better off. Amen. Praise God. Romans 12, 3. For I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. We've been given a measure of faith. Hallelujah. We're better off. We've been given it. Matthew chapter 9. Now let's go over and look at this healing that we want to study tonight. Last week we talked about the leper. And got some principles of healing. Every principle that you need to know concerning healing is found in these. Every question you have about healing is found in these miracles that Jesus did. Every, everything concerning healing is right here. And we can uh, find them there. Matthew chapter 9 verse 1. And he entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk, but that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, then saith he to to the sick of the palsy, arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power unto men. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, praise the Lord. I don't know what palsy is. I don't know if it's cere- cerebral palsy or what, but he was crippled. Okay, that, that we know for sure. Notice here it says uh, they brought to him a man sick of the false palsy. Right here, brought is faith. Brought is faith, faith on their part. 
brought is faith. When people bring people to church, that's faith on your part. Amen? And he allowed himself to be brought, and that is faith. Hallelujah. You notice, you know, we, you, you didn't have to talk them into coming. They brought him. Amen? Um, this is an example of how we can mix our faith with people and help them come. This is united faith. This is the man that's sick having faith and him having some good people in faith to bring him. Amen. This is an example of united faith and how we, we can, you know, this is awesome to have. He had friends or kinfolks, four of them we'll see in another gospel that is actually four men. Um, he had either four friends or four kinfolks or a mixture who were not working against him. Hallelujah. And what a blessing that. But working with him, working with him, with their faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is a good thing. This is a very good thing. And it says there, and Jesus seeing their faith. It said that there in verse 2. In Jesus seeing their faith. Faith can be seen. Now we know that there was faith involved in this miracle because it said Jesus saw their faith. Faith can be seen. It can be seen by our actions. It can be seen by the look on our face sometimes. Faith can be seen. You know, it says in, that in Acts, it said Peter and John looking and, and perceiving that he had faith to be healed. They could see something in his eyes. They could see something in him. They could see faith. You can see faith. Sometimes we might ought to ask our partner, are you seeing faith when you look at me? And it might hurt our feelings. If, but, you know, we ought to want to know. Amen? We ought to want to know if we're believing for something. Can, are you seeing faith when you look at me? I've had people come into the church before and say, well, we're praying and believing for something. And when we left here, I told pastor they're not in faith. Because faith isn't sad. Faith's not depressed. Faith's not disappointed, hurt. You know, I'm not saying that you may not have those feelings. But if you want to get in faith, you better get over them quick. You may have a right to have them, and it may have hurt something, may have hurt you deeply. There's been people that just were disappointed because they got sick. I know my little grandmother, she would just tell you, I am just disappointed. I am just crushed that I got cancer. Well, you got to slough that off because that's not faith. Amen? Are you with me? <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, faith can be seen. Unbelief can be seen, which we've just pointed that out. Not always can you see it. Hallelujah. Amen. But I want to say something here. And I, I, we've said it before. I want to say it again, though. We don't ever need to blame God. Don't, please, let's all grow up enough that we quit blaming God for anything. Let's get our minds renewed to know He is on our team. He is on our side. He loves us. He didn't allow anything. We allowed it. Either we didn't listen. Either we didn't or we were saying something we, you know. It was all about us. It's not, well, you know, you know and that's real big out in religion is that, that nothing can happen to me unless God allowed it. Oh, my word. Ooh, Hallelujah. A hallelujah. That is big, big, big. Nothing can happen in this world unless God allowed it. Oh, my. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That, thank God that's not true. Amen. Because, I see, we got to be able to trust God. And you can't trust because you're like, I don't ever know what he's going to do. You know. 
And they may say, well, I trust God that, you know. And, then, and usually what they use uh, to back up God allowed it is all things work together for good for them that love God and call according to his purposes. That's, about, that's really the main, the main scripture that's behind that, that God allowed it. And, but I know that somehow this is going to work together for my good, you know. And so people get, people get murdered. Well, God allowed it. Oh, my. Yeah. Like he said, okay, approve. It came across his desk. Can this happen? Okay, approve. This can Oh, my Lord. When you think about it like that, you know, that that is just, that, that is really, that is a demonic doctrine. That is demon inspired. Hallelujah. Uh, notice here in Matthew chapter 9 that the first thing Jesus said to him is, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. You know, it's kind of interesting why he said that, but he said it because, going back to these men, these men are under the old covenant. And under the, whole, under the old covenant, healing belonged to them conditionally. As long as their sins were covered, healing belonged to them. Healing does not belong to us conditionally. And we have to uproot that. And I will say in my own life, it's taken a lot of digging to get that one out. Because we want to think that God will heal us if we, uh, on conditions. Okay? Now, there are conditions will, that will help us walk in a place where we're less likely to get sick. Do y'all understand that? You know what I'm saying? Do we have to give examples of that? Of what you could go do sinning-wise that would make you very likely to get sick? Do you want me to explain? Eric wants examples? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's just harassing me. Hallelujah. I don't want to go into that, but you can think of... You know, so healing doesn't belong to us conditionally, but certainly living a holy lifestyle. Amen. But living a holy lifestyle does not make us immune. We know that from the diseases that are out there in this world and, and hallelujah. And healing does not belong to us conditionally, but there are things like listening to God that would, will help us to walk in better health and to not get sick. Amen? If we can hear him uh, say, don't go to that restaurant or something, you know, that might be one example. But So healing does not belong to us conditionally, though. Like, oh, yeah, you disobeyed me, so now you have to be sick. No. But if we listen and if we walk and live a holy lifestyle, then we're, hallelujah. And, you know, people say, well, judgment in the earth. Judgment. And judgment is in the earth. But it's not God up there saying, God set judgment up in the earth. But he's not up there saying, well, now I'm going to judge you now on this sin, but I'm not going you know, to let you get away with it. And I'm, you know, that's not how he's doing it. But in the earth, the judgment is there. You know, and you know what it's called? Sowing and reaping. Yeah. That's judgment, good or bad. It can be a good sign, a good kind of judgment. Or, you know, you sow, you're going to reap. You sow, the Bible says we sow to the flesh. What are we going to reap? Corruption. It, that means if we let our flesh do everything it wants to do, if we just let it run wild, we're going to reap some things we don't want to reap. But healing is not conditional to us. But it was to the old covenant men. I hope I made that clear. You may have to meditate on that some. I've had to meditate on these things for some time. We have to root out that though. Because if you don't, you will always say, somehow your brain will condemn you, your mind will condemn you, and it'll say, you don't qualify for healing. You are qualified for healing. Everybody here tonight, God wants to heal you. Tonight. Not when you get some things cleared up in your life tonight. Don't come to him based on your good works. Don't come to him based on your 
having lived a holy lifestyle. Don't come to him based on the fact that you didn't live a holy lifestyle. Hallelujah. God wants to heal every person with AIDS. Hallelujah. He wants to heal every person. Hallelujah. Praise God. But it would have been better never to have contracted it. Amen? And you don't contract it by living a holy lifestyle. Amen? Hallelujah. Does that help any? I hope. Okay, so let's um, praise God. So their sins, their sins were forgiven uh, under the old covenant conditionally as long as their sins were covered. Turn over to Exodus 15, verse 26, and we'll see this conditional healing that they lived under. And then I'll, and then I'll explain it to you. Uh, uh, I'll, 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 I'll make it real to us. And it said, If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandments, and keep all his statutes, every one of them, I will put none of the diseases upon thee. And we learned it was permit. I will permit none of the diseases upon thee, which I have permitted upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Now, just trust me here. I don't have time to prove it and to give you all the resources on it. You need to come to Bible school if you want all that. But this word should be permit instead of brought. God is not bringing diseases on anybody, and he's, but, he's, but in the Old Covenant, He permitted things. Amen? And we explained that thoroughly there. But we don't have time for that. But here we see that it was conditional based on the fact that they would listen to his voice, which is good to listen to his voice, that they would do that which is right in his sight, and all those things are still good, give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes. Hallelujah. So they had a conditional healing that they could get healed with these things. Now we've already met the conditions because Jesus met the conditions for us. So you, these promises, Exodus 15, 26 here, uh, Exodus um, 23, 25, we won't take time to read it. We'll see another conditional healing. Jesus Christ met the conditions for us. Hallelujah. And the only condition we had to meet was to receive him as our Savior. And when we've met that condition, hallelujah, praise God, then we've met the condition for healing. So are these promises for us, and can we use these healing scriptures? Yes, we can, but we must always read them, believe them, speak them, and receive them in light of the new covenant. So if you're going to use these scriptures, you better make sure that you're using them in light of your new covenant that you have with Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you're going to put yourself under the law and you're going to say, well, I don't always listen to his voice. I haven't obeyed every statute in the word of God every time. And you say, yeah, I have. No, sometime or another, you didn't walk in love. And the Hallelujah. So there, you missed one. Well, you don't qualify anymore for healing. Hallelujah. No, don't get under the old covenant and put yourself under the law. For anything. For anything. So all of the old covenant, we have to, we have to read it and interpret it for ourselves. If we're, not, if we're reading it as history, we can read it. But if we're reading it for ourselves, we have to read it in the light of our new birth, our new covenant. Amen. Hallelujah. See, you get real messed up when you start getting over into the judgment things. And God, well, God judged them because they, you know, God's judging all the homosexuals because they, and 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 give them give them AIDS. Well, no, they're just over there, out there in the devil's territory, and AIDS is over there. Amen. And he's not up there judging them. Because I can tell you, if he's going to judge, he's going to judge us all. He's going to judge the adulterer. He's going to judge the fornicator. The liar. He's going to judge us. He's going to judge us all. Hallelujah. You know, somebody said, told pastor the other day, this is somebody from out of town, they said, well, God told me that while we're having a drought, here in the southeast it's cause we hadn't obeyed the word and we hadn't prayed and we hadn't and my and that pastor said well yeah but they're drowning out in west texas and i know them folks ain't praying 
They, they got pools of water in their fields and the crops are five weeks late. My dad is sweating. I mean, the banker don't like five week late crops. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And that, they just kind of got whiplash. Because see, you, know, you get in trouble when you get over there in judgment. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, no, we're having drought because of weather patterns. And we can pray, and God can change those weather patterns. And we probably ought to start doing that. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I'm sure in Birmingham they've already started because everything's going to die over there if they don't because they're rationing water. Um <clears throat> Praise God. So we got to stay under the new covenant, folks. Amen. Make sure we, you know, hallelujah. Praise God. Always get on the grace side. Y'all with me? Hallelujah. All right. Turn to Mark chapter 2. Let's look at this in another gospel for a second. Won't take long. Mark chapter 2, verse 1. And again he entered into Capernaum. After some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. So it, the noise, it, it was talked about, the news went all around that he was in the house. And straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them. Now Mark gives us a little more detail. There was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. I want you to notice he preached the word. Hallelujah. And they came unto him bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. There we have, the, we know there's four. Hallelujah. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was when they had broken it up, and they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, see, you can see faith. It's real easy to see faith now. Not only do we see faith in them coming, and him allowing himself to be brought. But we see faith that these men, these four men have faith. Bless God, they're going on the roof. And the one version says they start taking the tiles off of the roof. This is not a hay roof made out of hay or something. This is tiles. They start taking the tiles off the roof. And you know, this paralytic are quite, I don't know which one, I don't know what, he's crippled. Okay, this crippled guy, he is allowing himself to be called up on the roof. And I don't think any of us in here know how helpless it is to be completely crippled. Somebody may have had a broke leg or something before and realized that it is helpless. And, uh, but even that's not near as helpless as being completely crippled and you're at their mercy and to be allowing yourself to be carried on a roof, folks, that's faith. That is faith. I've got all of my uh, body parts are working, but I, if Pastor and Eric and Colin and the strongest man in this church, John, uh, hallelujah, I pick you tonight. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, there's no, and if if y'all were to say, we're going to carry you up on the roof of this church, I'm like, and I trust Pastor, I would trust him with, now I trust him more than I trust all of you because this man watches out for me. Hallelujah. And I trust Colin and Eric. I mean, I trust them. They're always watching out for me. But I tell you, I don't think I, I'm not there. It's like, you cannot carry me up on the roof of this church. And I think the rest of you would be the same way. It's like, this was faith. And it was, it was, it was like we talked about last week where that man said he came and he bowed down before him and he was beseeching him greatly. I'm telling you, these folks were serious about getting healed. When you get carried up on the roof and you let somebody, you're serious. I want healing and I want it today. I don't want to wait till the next meeting when he's maybe not so crowded. I want healing and I've heard and I heard it noised abroad and I want it and I want it now. And we're not usually that passionate about it. In America, we're not because why? Because we've got x-rays and CAT scans and surgery and, and painkillers and nerve blocks and 
wheelchairs and motor scooters <laughs> and Medicaid will furnish it. And you can get your disability check too. And so we're not that serious about, I am going to be healed, bless God. But if you can understand that there was no hope and nothing else. And we shouldn't settle. Yeah, there's other things, but it's settling for a lower life. You know, you may can get a disability check. But are you making get a motor scooter from Medicaid, Medicare? I don't know who, but somebody you know they advertise on TV. They're free. Hallelujah! Don't they? Don't they? Does nobody watch TV? Hallelujah! Watch the Learning Channel. You'll find out they're free. Hallelujah! It'd be kind of fun to have one of them. You know, they, I saw something on TV. I, I don't know where I... But now they're using them in Vegas. The strip is so big that people are actually renting them just to scoot around Vegas. I don't know that for a fact. I just saw that on TV. Hallelujah. But I was thinking Disney World would be nice. But <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. No, no, no. You know, folks, don't allow yourself, I'm going to say this, to start acting sick. You know, there are people that go to their doctor and ask him, could I have one of them little handicap things so that just so they can... And boy, you see them get out of the car and they walk better than I do. You know, but I'm in faith and I may be, you know, but I, but I am not going to park there. Now, I may drive around the parking lot 50 times <laughs> to find a close spot. And I may back traffic up for a mile while I wait on somebody to back up. <laughs> Pastor hates that. He will not inconvenience anybody, him and Barry. But it matters not to me whether I inconvenience the whole world if I want my parking spot, you know. I'm a king's kid. I feel like I got a right to it. Hallelujah. Thank you. But I'm not going to, hallelujah. So you need to do everything you can not to give in to that. You know? So my mom, oh, well, I wish I'd have brought it. We could have used it. No, mother, we're not using it. I've had to tell her. Because we ain't sick. We're not crippled. We're not handicapped. We're not going to use this for convenience sake. You know. Hallelujah. If you, if you yield to those kind of things, it'll get on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, so there was no room in this building. Jesus preached the word here, though. Sometimes we've been trying to get people healed without the word. You can't. That's not going to happen. And I know, tell you, let me take it a step further. I know because I've done this too. We try to get healed ourselves without the word. I mean, you know, we got the word sown in our heart, and we heard preaching on healing this week. But comes up Wednesday, and we got a symptom all of a sudden. But we're real busy, or we're something we want to do. It's like, no, I'm just gonna believe. I'm, I'm just gonna believe I'm healed, and I've just got to keep going, and I've got this work to do, and I got to go here, and I got to go there, and I. And it's like, well, you're. you're I'll tell you something. It's, a, it's, it's wrong. It's not wise. It's not wise to try to get healed without the word. You won't get it. It'll take you longer. Then, okay, you got a symptom trying to come on your body. So, okay. All right. Stop the world. Get my Bible. Go over. Sit down. Turn off the TV. Run the kids out of the room. Go to your rooms. Don't come out till I tell you. Y'all ever heard of that, parents? Go play in your room. Read a book. Don't come out till I tell you. Hallelujah. Get your healing scriptures. You're going through them. Oh, yeah, you're taking 15 minutes, 20 minutes. 
all of a sudden your faith, you start getting, you know, it, you know, because faith is activated by hearing, and you're speaking the word, and you're confessing these things, and all of a sudden you really have faith to believe now. Your faith is really activated. And now, okay, I believe I receive healing. Now I get up and I'm acting on it in Jesus' name. And you know what? In 20 minutes or 30 minutes, you've knocked out something that you can mess around with for days. End up missing work, school, going to the doctor. Cause, why? Because you tried to get healed without the Word. Amen? I know because I've done it so many times when I was busy. And I just, oh God, I just don't want to deal with this right now. I haul. Oh. I'm just going to ignore this. Maybe this isn't really a symptom. You know? You know what I'm saying, folks? That we've all done it? Oh, I don't want... Middle of the night. Oh, I don't want to get... I just want to roll over and go to sleep. I do not want to get up. Turn on the light. Get the healing scriptures out. Maybe this will just go away. It's not wise to try to get healed without the Word. Jesus preached the Word. Amen? Hallelujah. Jesus saw their faith. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When you read the Word and, or hear the Word taught, hear the Word preached, faith arises. You say, well, how do I know when my faith... Did you ever sit in church and all of a sudden get excited? All of a sudden you get this, you're just thrilled. That's when faith arises. Right then is when you act on the Word. Don't say, well, now, you know, tonight when I get home, I'm going to act on the Word. No, the minute faith is activated, the minute faith arises, or the minute you feel that excitement or that thrill, or it's just sometimes it feels like a surge. Amen. It feels, you know, it feels like, oh, amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. You feel that, you feel that inside your spirit. And, oh, that's when you act right there. I told them in healing, when we were studying Christ the Healer in Bible college, I said, when that happens, we ought to have people jumping up out of their seats in the church, say, Pastor, lay hands on me right now. You say, oh, that would interrupt. Yeah, religion it would. But Jesus didn't say, now they tore the roof off and that really interrupted. I tell you what, nothing like a good miracle to help a service Instead of hurt one. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That guy getting up walking, Jesus' service went to a whole new level. Yeah. Hallelujah. It went so high, a bunch of folks got mad. Some got glad, some got mad, but God was glorified. Yeah. Religion don't like miracles. See, we've thought everybody in Tuscaloosa is going to really like us if we ever had a miracle. No. There will be a whole bunch of folks that are mad about it. Religion don't like miracles. Amen. But we don't care. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Well, are y'all inspired with your faith? We'll take a roof off then. Hallelujah. Do something. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, stand up together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody get everything adjusted. You can